Here we are for another episode of the Booth Review in the NFL Genome Project. I'm your host, Steve Booth, joined as always by my co-host, Kwasi LaPierre. How's it going today, my man? It is good. It is good. Let's uh, let's get into the free agency stuff. We got so much of it. Yes, we do. It's busy. Yeah, my busy, phone's buzzing busy. as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shefty. Shefty. Uh, busy, busy offseason so far. It honestly feels like it's... Uh, like I'm watching an NBA offseason right now with all these trades and all these moving parts. Players having way more control with how they you know dictate things. One minute I'm going through this team, then the next minute I back out. You know, flexing their post lockout muscles right now as players. It feels really like the NBA right now. It's a new world, a new order, perhaps. It is a lot more guaranteed money being thrown around. You're seeing a lot of these agents using that term. Guaranteed contract, rolling guarantee. There's just so much going on. Like I said, it doesn't feel like an NFL free agency so, right now. So during the week that we were told all season long, and really for the last two seasons, that this would be the week that was Le'Veon Bell's stage. It was his time to collect what he had so patiently waited for, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the contract's on the table. It's signed. Both parties. It's done. Dust is settled. Yeah. It is four years, and uh, what have I got here? 52. 52000000 million. 52.5 million. Mm. 35 million guaranteed. So mm-hmm. a few people that I had spoken to today, their initial response was, well, he signed for way less than what the Steelers offered. It's, well, I mean, why wouldn't he just sign there? He, he totally lost. Well, he didn't. The thing he was asking for, and the thing where they were far apart on negotiations it's just that, that the Steelers never offer anything guaranteed beyond the first year that's the only thing he was asking for and so yes this deal is only worth 13 million per year and yes the Steelers offered him 14 plus per season but only guaranteed the first so in his mind why would I do anything more than just sign the franchise tag because and, that's fully guaranteed anyway and people and people realize people forget that you know he essentially last year really only with the details coming out about his contract really only left 4 million dollars on the table because they were giving him a guaranteed 10 and within his new deal if he t- took it and he could he was due to make 14 and a half in one year I can see the logic. With Financially, him. he wasn't wrong in his no, for, for for his logic to say, "I'll just sign the franchise tag." I agree with that. Where he was wrong is thinking that he would ever recoup the fourteen million that he left on the table last year. Yeah, no, he'll, I, he'll never make that up. I think, I, I think, I think he, I, I think he might say something to the public, but I, I hope behind closed doors that him and his team got him ready enough to. Be able to say, hey, on the other hand, you're you're doing this. Just know you're not going to see. On the other hand, no matter how much bravado you give to the media and to the fans about you being, you're you're going to be all right. You know, so who knows? On the other hand, though, let me let me just play devil's advocate here and just say, Le'Veon Bell signed a contract. He's 27 years old. By the time he's done, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the age of 31. In 2023. What do you think the market will be for a 31-year-old running back with a lot of mileage? Do you think that it'll be anywhere close to $10 million a season? If his reduction is high, I'd say 8 be- Well, you got to think nine, that... Because gotta, the position is going to get more. And the salary get, cap is going to grow. It's going to grow, and the money is going to get um, 
shot into the position in the with the likes of Saquon Barkley, I mean, Christian McCaffrey. We can't get into this thing where we compare money from before to money now. I mean, and you know, the, we'll we'll draw this illustration later in the opposite direction when we're talking about how everybody gets excited about these astronomically high contracts every year and they get just as excited as they were the year before and and it's just rinse wash repeat. And really, we should be looking at all these contracts from a percentage basis. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we should say that Khalil Mack gets twelve percent of the Bears' salary cap this year, and it's eleven percent next year. I, I think I think that term would scare a lot of owners. But, sure, I mean it's but it uh, certainly it's, is more accurate. It's just you know money is being moved around regardless. Like right. no matter what, you know, Aaron Rodgers still commands X percentage of the salary cap. Supposedly, there was so, there was perhaps um, there was perhaps the a thing. period of time when they were negotiating where that was on the table as being part of the deal that he was going to ask for an X percentage of the salary cap. I wonder how that would have gone with the collective ownership that is the Green Bay Packers. Would have been interesting. Collective ownership, exactly. How does that work? Do they just have a giant team? Meeting probably a big board city room. council, yeah. It's a town hall <laughs> meeting at that point, yeah. Everybody there owns it, so we're kind of burying the lead. And obviously, uh, Le'Veon Bell signing was big, but we opened yes. by saying that it wasn't even the biggest thing that happened this week, it was overshadowed by the Antonio Brown let, signing let, on let his own team or the, the trade and sign. Go ahead yeah. before we uh, it, move if, on, right? It felt as if for me it was just more of a culmination, it was like, okay, now. We can move on. We've well, been, been watching this drama play out for 24 months. Part of it is that I don't think that done. I don't think anybody else was bidding. I think it was the Jets and the Jets alone. Maybe, maybe, maybe a team on the outside like the Raiders, who might be, who might have been gauging to see if there was, if the, if they could seriously make an offer. Yeah. Now I don't know if it was. I don't. If you're gonna ask me, I don't think it, there was anything serious for him and his group. Except for the Jets. But I'm sure that there was other people around the corner knocking, maybe. Just, you know, sniffing, looking at the waters to see what it is. But I, I'm happy for Le'Veon Bell. I'm glad he got, he got his money. I'm also, I'm also very impressed with the Jets for, you know, going out and insuring other positions and not spending $85 million on their running back. You know, you save that money for your linebacker. Well, so the man has uh, not made nearly as much money as he should so far in his career. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is the part that I want to highlight to people. This is why it's so crazy that he bought into the idea to just leave $14 million on the table last year because the Steelers wouldn't have been able to franchise him this year. Leaving $14 million on on the table was almost doubling what he made his entire career, almost doubling. He'd made $16 million up to that point. Okay, so now every year the rest of his career, he's on average going to get about 13.5. Now, the way I he's look at now. it... He's set Yeah, of course he's set. Uh, the way I look at it is that it was definitely a pride thing. It was... It, it, I remember a few shows back, what did I say about about when players get franchise tag? It, cha- it muddies the waters with how they perceive the negotiations when the teams come back to them. And I think Le'Veon Bell is a perfect example. He would have signed their deal. He, he would have signed a deal if they did this three years ago and hadn't franchised that. Yeah, that's where I'm going with that. They he would have signed well, whatever issue, deal they would have put in if they hadn't jerked him around. Because as a running back, your your shelf life is so short that 
We'll see. The emotions come in. I know it's a business, and you're supposed to look at it as business. But when you're a running back that does X, so it was just so much. It was just wrong place, wrong time because he's dealing with a franchise that never gives anything guaranteed beyond the first year to any position. I know. Period. So I know. So for him, yeah, the the franchise tag is the same thing, and you're that valuable that your contract would have been. Le'Veon, pretty close to Le, what the franchise tag is. Le'Veon you know. Bell is a prideful person. Yeah, I mean, we you can tell from how he carries himself, how he talks, just how he is. And there's no way, I don't think, that he got franchised once and he was thinking to himself, oh, this is some bleep. I, I'm good with this. This is stupid. But I'll, you know, I'll go out there and I'll play. I'll put my body on the line with the hopes that we can get back to the table and get this done. Year two rolls around. They franchise tag him again with the notion that they're going to work on a deal. I think that at that moment, the straw was broken. Yeah. They didn't matter anymore what they did. They could have thrown $100 million at him. It was Very a principal true. thing for him well, at that point. We we may circle back around to this, but I, I just I just want to ask one final question on the Le'Veon Bell front here. By the time this deal reaches its full four-year term... He won't be a jet. Sorry. Will they have, <laughs> by that point... Done enough to dethrone the Patriots? No, absolutely not. Are they going to be and doing enough to be the guaranteed number two team in that Maybe. division? Maybe it depends on what Brian Flores does in Miami, and, and we know they're they're headed for a reset potentially. So, yeah. so I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I'm not even going to put the Bills in there. Right all right. Now. So that's that's one contract down that we've talked about. We needed to get out of the way. Mm. Uh, we mentioned he had 35 million dollars in guarantees, basically mm-hmm. more than. Double and a half what the Steelers were offering him. That's that's kind of a yeah. And there's another sticking point. That that's all that he was looking for. So exactly, they want that guaranteed. So the next one that we should talk about, the biggest moment of this week, if you ask me, was the Odell Beckham trade from the New York Giants to the Cleveland Browns for a first round pick, which is the 17th overall. I'm a, a third round pitch pick, which is the 95th. 95th overall, and Jabril Peppers. I'm guessing you don't want me to start because... I sure do. I want to... I think I need a moment myself to gather my thoughts. So, you have... I, I'm Again, I'm reusing terms we used on our last show. Or there's maybe two shows. You know, everything's kind of blurring together these days. But, you telling me... Wait, Steve. Actually, let me ask you this. I'm going to start with this for you. Would you, what would you do if somebody, if you had a brand new uh, Ferrari in your garage? Brand new, spanking new, you know, maybe a little bit wear and tear. It's a little used. It's just a little used. You have a, a, you have the keys. You just don't have any gas, but you have the keys for it. You have everything. It's beautiful. And then I come tell you, hey, there's like, there's maybe a little bit of a rattle in the wheel and you just sell it. You just get rid of it, and no, and you don't sell it for even half. You don't even sell it for co- at cost. You sell it for a third of what it is, in terms of value, what you return. Mind you, ten months before that, you paid off the lease, and it's your car, and it's all yours. And now you do that. You tell me, does that sound like a smart thing to it's do? A, it's a decent comparison for the you drive it off the lot. I mean, they they did pay him twenty million dollars just to uh, just to be present from the end so, of the season okay. till now. I'm so sorry. Yeah, G- Gettleman, Gettleman. I would have put gas is, in the Ferrari and driven it around 
wherever. Half the block yeah. and then say, I'm done. I, uh, here you go. Sir, but the keys no, are yours. Gonna, You've already paid for your car. I don't care. No, they, I, mean, I mean, they didn't get terrible value. I, I First of all, I don't think that there's enough that you could possibly give me that would make me want to trade a That's a where Ferrari I'm going. Like that. That's but, where I'm going with But it. if it's going to happen, I'm going to do a couple things to make sure that I maximize value. I'm going to make sure that I'm trading him after he's had some seriously good, you know, games and, and stuff like Somewhere that. Somewhere in so, so, first of all, I, I don't think they did that with last season. No. But what I do want to ask is, David Gettleman screwed up twice now, okay? Two years ago, he had a chance to move on from Eli Manning. He screwed up three he times. He screwed up there. He didn't franchise Last that year, he could have moved up, moved on from him, too. So, okay, they draft Saquon Barkley. That's, that's fine. Now, you're trading away Odell Beckham Jr. What is the... What's the end game here? Are you Golden Tate? I mean, so you have the sixth pick and the seventeenth pick, and then Golden you have Tate. what? What is that? The thirty-eighth pick? Golden Tate. He's he's old. He's I he's, know, and I'm giving you the, the look right now. He's That's Gettleman's same. answer. Well, Gettleman, uh, I am sorry, Giants fans. I am I am legitimately pathetic. I am legitimately sorry. This is this is not fair to you guys. Poo poo, stinking and, pathetic. That's what. That's how. And I'm going to just say this them. right now. I think that. This might be the same as the Bortles treatment last year. It's it's not actually funny anymore. It's, it's it, it isn't like just, you guys are in a bad pathetic. situation with a bad quarterback and nobody's doing anything about it, especially the guys that you're trusting that should do it. So right. I'm can, sorry. Can, no can, more Manning jokes. Can, I'm all can, done. Can, can I can can I can I put it in perspective of how I think about the Giants? You got a three-headed turd monster that should have been gotten rid of a long time ago, and it's called Gettleman, Manning, and Shermer. So, and they're all in the building. They're still all there. Yes, they are. And you got rid of Odell. So... All right. I mean, it's just crazy that Eli Manning has outlasted all of them. Olivier Vernon, Odell, like the two prized pieces of your offense and defense and then you get Odell I mean sorry Saquon it's just it's, it's just crazy but you know enough on on their time there in New York let's let's talk about him in in Cleveland here yeah, he's he's going fun. over there with what effectively is a five-year 70 million dollar contract that he of course, wants restructure and he wants restructuring uh it's not really a five-year 70 million 70 million dollar contract it never was in New York either it was actually that plus 20 million five yeah. years 90, 90 million yeah. but there's actually a potential out Two years from now, where they can get out and they can leave $39 million of that contract on the table, making it really only effectively a two-year $31 million deal for them. So Cleveland got the best of everything here, except that now Odell wants a contract, which is going to carry with it significant money. Right, but... You know how things go with him. It's not just going to be like, well, you just got 20, so take that into consideration, Odell. Odell's going to say, that was with my previous employer. That has nothing to do with me and you. I want to start fresh. Come on. We know it's going to happen. He's going to go and get five years, $100 million, And then we're going to look at his year in 2018, and it's going to look absurd. This is taxing. His taxes are going to be absurd, too. Because he will have cleared what? How many signing bonuses is that? $80 million? $80 million that's, yeah. that's just stupid. That's yeah, just he's, stupid. He is... Yeah. yeah, he's set. So he's let's set. let's move on to the other diva receiver, Antonio Brown. He's traded for a quite a contrast of a third and a fifth round pick, and that really tells the story, if you ask me. I mean, that was the market for him. No one yeah. else was offering more. And then the Raiders, on top of that, handed him 
$30 million guaranteed and made him the highest paid receiver in the NFL. The way I look at it is that he did, he performed the ultimate coup as a, as a, uh, the ultimate coup as a NFL player today. He not only bucked his way out of town, but he bucked his way into a new contract. Like, you don't see that in football. I yeah may okay. I'll use an example. He he got the, everything he wanted. The NBA is free is free fall not free falling but free flowing. At least it has a reputation in comparison to football. It's less restrictive and players have more power and they have more say in what they can do and so on. Yada yada yada. But let's go. Let's go look at what what just happened about a month ago in LA and New Orleans. Anthony Davis. Try to make the same kind of power play, the same kind of move, or in in a sport that historically has been gives their superstars what they want when they ask for it, and he couldn't even get it. Antonio Brown, in football, in a sport that is about the shield and less about the player, was able to flip it all upside down on its head and get what he wanted off running his mouth. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna float this idea out there. Insane, and I don't know. It feels like to me like the players are um, they're gaining more seats in the house. They are with every contract that gets cemented like this with more perks for the player. Yep. You know, if you look at the at the NFL being represented, you know, like the House of Representatives with half the owners and half the the players as mm. representatives, then mm. then I I think it's always been slanted more towards the owners, and that's yes. that's that's obvious. Like. They're the ones that have the money. Yeah, uh, it's their billion. Makes sense. The players are are chess pieces to them. Tax and write-offs. Tax write-offs, yeah. Ferraris. Yep. And now it's it's starting to creep closer to a middle line, you know, and, and visibility and uh, the ability for the fan to see the behind the scenes and see when somebody gets screwed over or social media it, that's what it is and it and it's a big part you know everybody big wants part. to say oh everything's going to crap well no the curtain's been pulled back you don't like what you see but it's, it's in your face there. now so you can't get away from it it's just is what it is back in the day there was potpourri to hide the smell now right. the smell's right in front of you yeah you just got to deal with it yep so antonio brown signs a new deal three years 50 million basically 30 million guaranteed um what I what I'm wondering though is how does this fit the plans? If this is such a restart and rebuild, three years from now, you either have an Antonio Brown that's now unhappy with his contract because that's historically what we've seen. Year three of his contract is the uh, I'm, I, think, I, I haven't had attention in so long. I, so I think I think that's how they I, honestly again. I think that's how they built it because I think what does Antonio he help them Brown, though? What Antonio Brown does for them. Right now, and I'm going to put it, I'm going to step away from football. It's a marketing thing. You have number 84 taking you to Vegas. Not this year, but the following year, in year two of his contract. He's going to be on his best behavior because it's a new city. They're going to market around him. He's going to be the I center sure of attention. So, because I don't want this to well, end badly. I, I, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing the tea leaves and how they, you know, going out to get him and doing what they're doing. That's what, that's what I think. I think that they're getting ready to use him as the marketing front to go in. Vi- because somebody, somebody, I was listening to somebody, um, I think it was um, Undisputed. Uh, and they were talking about, they were talking about the move to Vegas. And somebody had just, Skip Ellis had been to Vegas about two weeks ago for a vacation. And he mentioned that he went to the, uh, they already have Raiders Pro Shops and all these Raider things all up 
in Vegas already, but every cardboard, every poster, it's Chucky. And he even well, mentioned he's it. He's a marketable guy. He, it, yes, he that's, is. That's why they signed him. I, and, I understand all that. And and Skip made a good point, though. He said, Chucky is obviously the guy that they want to market. But they ha- he goes past Chucky on this roster before Antonio Brown got there. Who did you have to really put on a cardboard cutout? Nobody. Marshawn Lynch. And the, and that was like... But he's, he's Oakland's favorite son. I not know, Las Vegas' I, favorite I, son. I know this. I so know they're this. not going to try to market him. What about Colin Kaepernick? He went to... Nevada. He can't play there. <laughs> Mark Davis isn't going to hire him. So those situations played themselves out that way. I do think that, you know, Antonio Brown by year three, he won't be a Raider after year three. That's, again, yeah, so I think they're going to get play their his point role with him. And he's going to move on and go to play for New England at that, at that Something, point. yeah. Okay. Something of that right. nature. Because I think I, he's going to come in. He's going to get them no. the three years. He's going to help their transition market-wise. And... Buzz wise and seat filling wise, because Vegas is fickle. This is you know this is the gambling capital of the world. If you don't, if you can't put a product that can get butts in those seats, those legs and those butts are going to go to other shows because there's a million options in that city for shows mm-hmm. for entertainment, and that's I, what football yeah. is at the end of the day. So if you're trying to get people into the seats for that brand new stadium, you need a marquee name. He's going to do that for the first two years, and then they're going to push him out the door. With all those bevy of draft picks they have, they're going to have somebody to build the f- actual franchise around, and he'll be gone. Yeah, I'm glad that you said it. I was I was headed there, that they set it up so that he's gone after three years. This is not a re-up situation. So really, if you ask no. me, he doesn't play the three years either. He plays their two years. Yeah. Year three sounds is out. Right. That sounds about right. Or he's sitting again, because that's what he does. Something. Uh, Something. So, moving on to the next trade, and then we'll get into some of these uh, free agent contracts. Mm-hmm. Well, this one actually includes a contract as well. D. Ford was traded to the San Francisco 49ers from mm-hmm. the Kansas City Chiefs for a 2020 second-round pick. One. Excuse me. This deal is going to be a five-year, $87.5 million deal. It's $17.5 million per season, uh, a million higher than what his market value was on spot track. So they weren't really far off. That's a lot of money, though, for Mr. Ford. Like I said in a couple podcasts ago, uh, D. Ford is one of these guys where you're signing him based off of one year of production. And How do you feel about that? If being you a team, if you trust that, it's team. fine. You know, trait wise, he's a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. Trait wise, he's he's Nick Bosa. Yeah. Trait wise, this is what they're looking for. But trait wise, does that mean that they trade out the number two pick now? If you ask me, best case scenario, they trade no picks and they draft Bosa at number two, and they have I would two. Love that. They have two Ferraris on the edge. Yeah. Why not? You you make it scary because on that end. Just look at that NFC West. Mm. You need an edge rush off the edge to take care of business. You're going to have Kyler Murray to deal with in the Arizona Cardinals games. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, who you know has that quick release. That's the, mm. that's really more because of the coach. And then in Seattle, you need something to contain Russell Wilson. you got to have such a multifaceted pass rush and edge contain. They're doing it right if that's what their game plan is. But at, the, at that rate, I would support them trading down to, say, number seven, trade with Jacksonville, let them get up and get Haskins and draft Metcalf. Well, I now think, that they've taken think, care of their... I think, <laughs> I think what's what's logically should happen, I think that we see the Niners and the Giants, the two historic NFC teams doing a trade. Yeah. That second and that 17th goes to... I mean, that The 6th and the 17th. 17th. That's, that would seem... That goes to the Niners so they can go get their On the trade Haskins. chart, 
on the trade chart, that's actually not too far off. I think if you pepper in a fifth here or there, something, something like that, something to just of that nature, the deal for yes. whoever needs it, that could work out. Yes, and I, I don't know. I, I look at that and I think to myself, that was the a, Giants obviously did it so they can go get Haskins or somebody, somebody that they really like in the draft. There's no way they're going to stay at, at 17 and pick. Yes, I don't supposedly see that. to move up. From what I heard, this D Ford trade happened right on the heels of the Odell Beckham trade because the 49ers were in close contention to land Odell as well. They just didn't want to offer quite as much as what Cleveland did. So as soon yeah, as yeah, yeah. as soon as that deal happened, they said, "Okay, well, this was our sitting in the back burner one. Pull yeah. the trigger. We get D Ford. And now we can go and attack that wide receiver position in other ways." True. So. I still haven't seen for D Ford what the guaranteed money is going to be. I would imagine yeah. that it'd be somewhere around the thirty yeah, to thirty-five million range, possibly closer to forty. Trey Flowers still got fifty-six million in guarantees. Yeah, uh, that's a big one. Well, we didn't even start there. I was just using it for context. Why don't we start with Trey Flowers? We'll kick off this. Because I mean, he has. Here. We were talking about DN money. I mean, he has the most DN money yeah. right now. So we've we've just got you know probably the the top. 15 to 20 free agent contracts here. We'll pepper in contextually everything else that needs to be talked about. Absolutely. Let's start at, at the top. We got Trey Flowers headed from the New England Patriots to the Detroit Lions. He's mm-hmm. an edge guy in the Detroit system. In the Patriots system, they have a multi-faceted front. They play 4-3 and 3-4, do really a lot of everything. And he was kind of a guy that could do all of it, move up and down the line, a lot like your Oliver dude in the draft. Yes. So he's going to be an edge guy in Detroit and essentially represents the replacement for Ziggy Ansah. Yeah, and Ziggy Ansah still is out of a team. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I mean, he might end up back there for a discount. Maybe. It's very possible. But Trey Flowers, five years, 90 million. The deal is actually only worth three years, 54 million. Can I, um, can I, um. That's the real money. Yeah, that is the real money. Can I just intercede for just one second? I'm I'm looking up these articles, and it just made me chuckle because the headline for this NFL.com article by Kevin uh, Patra, around <laughs> uh, the NFL writer, is is heads off by saying D4 planning to be like a Ferrari on the Niners. Yeah, I was listening to that to that interview. Just made he me was, chuckle. He's he sounds like a really humble guy. He sounded like a, uh, and if you read those those quotes, I think he said something like, "Man, I." They don't know how much I needed this, mm-hmm. and they have no idea what kind of guy they're about to get mm-hmm. because he's. I'm about to go off on this league is basically what he was, he was getting. Well, the thing about him, too, is that he got paid, but he got paid after being shipped out from the team he really wanted to stay with. So yeah. it's, like, it's like a reset for him, a motivation, a chip on the shoulder. Even though he has the money, he still has a big chip on it because of how he got the money. So I agree. So It's going to be really good to see. He... At this point, Trey Flowers has the largest free agent deal. Yes. Number two on the list is Nick Foles. Four years, $88 million, the most Money per money. season, mm. which is not a surprise since he's a quarterback. He got $50 mm. million guaranteed out of this. Um, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Four years, $88 million. How much of an upgrade is he over Bortles? Um, I, think, I think he's a – I think for a locker room standing – He's a much bigger. Gives them a little bit more confidence. Yes, they don't yeah. have to pretend any longer. Yes, yes, because Nick Nick is coming in there uh, with the Super Bowl pedigree, and um, he's done it. He's been in tough situations. I mean, he was he was he was one one drive, two drives away from being from representing uh, the NFC, uh, yeah. representing his, taking the Eagles against the NFC Championship game, like. 
things, I, yeah, I can't disagree with you. Things, things, you know, things for him are, they're looking good. And I'm, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy that he got the team he wanted and he was able to choose. And now we get to see what he can do. Now we, will we get St. Louis? Nick Foles or will well, we, Jeff will Fisher we is get? not there. Exactly, so it's, it's a little bit different. But I, I do want to highlight. Um, so we'll see what we get from. And it. you guys can check out this article on uh, gettheboothreview.wordpress.com. Uh, put up a Nick Foles article. Um, basically, I outlined in the article why this is probably a desperation move. The Jaguars have actually reached the end of their window. This contract is more or less an extension or a continuation of the same contract that they would have had with Bortles during that experiment. But they just so don't have to pay him. They're at the back end of the window financially and structurally. And you see it in the in the cap space. They they have none of it. They literally have none. And they yeah. gave out this contract because it's a trade of money, like we just said. They were the most capped out team. Yeah. Sec- I mean, they were. It was Eagles. So, and then them. a couple other things. that the you At first glance, it looks like the team really suits him because he takes care of the ball and all that kind of stuff. But also, he, he throws to his 50-50 guys. That's where he makes his... That's, that's what he's known for. That's what yeah. we all talked about throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Who, who on that roster is his 50-50 guy? Does he have one yet? Has he figured that out? Does he have an offensive line? No. No. We've mocked tackles to him. A lot of mock drafts have that happening. They should have signed Jawan James. He went to Denver. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Good signing. For I them, just by the way. I just got questions, and I don't think that Foles has the answers by himself. So yeah, he, we'll see what happens. He needs. All right, I'm not I'm not saying that they're a playoff team at all. Like I don't think they're Foles, even close. The Eagles helped Foles a lot because that running game was dynamic whenever he's on the field. There was something about Eagles running game or running backs showing up a little bit more when it was him and not Wentz, and that helps him. Now will Lenny do that? In in, <laughs> in Jacksonville, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Lenny likes to take. We'll his, see if, t- he likes to take. He likes to take little, little siestas during. The I know season, everything's so. died down about the conversation about Fournette possibly being traded, but just the fact that they stripped him of all future guarantees means that he's officially on the trade block. Yeah. Until right now, further notice, right now. for the rest of his entire contract, yeah. because it is the most, it's the easiest, painless contract to move. Well, the way I. Out of position. Is, is that okay? Is, okay, first of all, is that even allowed to strip him of his guaranteed rookie deal? Though that that was not of his, not of all the money. Because I, I thought rookie, portions of I it. thought rookie deals were there's, well, there's, they work at offset language. Yeah. Now it's is all it what because he was hurt. It's all guaranteed as long as they're following the rules and all, as long as they're doing all this kind of thing. Is it because he got suspended last year? No, him and him and one of his teammates were on the sideline joking around and being all goofballs when they were losing a game when they're supposed to be listening to the coaches and it was caught on film and the fans got to see it firsthand. So it was more of an optics issue. It had more to do with that. But still, shame on you. Your team's down. You're this yeah. franchise running back. You can't get caught doing that. I don't I don't, I don't I, care if everybody does it. You I just cannot be the one that gets I, caught I ch- doing it. I chuckle because that it's so it's so typical um I understand. Tom Coughlin. Like it's it like it it just smells of old and school football. It's business. If they if they can do it, and you have rubbed them the wrong way, and they feel like you have this you can't touch me attitude, well now they can touch you. 
You just yeah. you just exposed a spot where they can do whatever they want. I never thought that. I'll be honest. I never thought Jacksonville was a good fit for him. And I didn't think he was. I don't a good either. Fit for I didn't think that he should have gone there. I thought that he didn't make them any better. No. They were all, they were already good you at running need, the ball. You, you need you, you you need exactly. You need something that you needed receivers. You needed a Leonard Fournette a receiver. You didn't need him. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to the next guy, C.J. Mosley. Kind of sets the market at this linebacker. Yeah. Five years, $85 million. As far as I can tell, there's not really a potential out in this contract. The Doesn't guarantees like do it. run out mid-third year, but it's not exactly structured in the way that it looks like they're trying to set themselves to get out of it. It's that, it's that 30... It's that own. It's that $51 million 51 guaranteed, million guaranteed which is essentially the first three years or so. I mean, it's got a little bit of the little bit of the roster bonuses and that kind of thing, which count towards the guarantees peppered in throughout the rest of the contract. But mm-hmm. most of all, it's the first two years and half the third year. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at the contract. I, I think, think that they got lucky by not landing Anthony Barr. Mos- yeah. Mosley's enough here. You can still draft somebody with that. With, with your I was first just going to say, you pair him with a good, again, one of the deeper... Defensive drafts in the last few years, you go find yourself some some blue collar ch- chip pieces. Devin White would have been perfect. There. Yeah, I don't know if you want him with Mosley, but I think there's still space for it. You always need two. Yeah, yeah. And right. Darren Lee is going to be gone. I think it opens the door for the trade. For yeah. Him. So I mean, we'll see. I think that I think C.J. Mosley going there, Le'Veon Bell going there, and the Jets are definitely going to be interesting. Again, I'm still hard. No, they're not until twelve or tires. nine and seven, maybe. They not yeah. a seven team? Is that a win? It could be a five hundred, above five hundred. During yeah. these two years, three years that I see Bell there, you think they average more than nine wins? I think they get yes, because I think I think they could we could see them get nine this year, and then possibly maybe ten or eleven the next two. I think everything is dependent on Sam Darnold, and yes, so much so that I think it didn't actually matter that they even signed Le'Veon Bell. I, I think it's nice. I think it's going to make a couple things easier. It's going to help Darnold's progression, but I don't think that it makes them really. I think that they were so far away from it. Bell takes a nice little chunk out, but that's a diminishing chunk every year here on out. So I think it's hugely Darnold, and everybody else is massively secondary. And you know, and you know what. I think Le'Veon. I think what Le'Veon Bell will do, and this will be the this will be the real test to see if Sam Darnold's got it, because I feel as if the at least this coming season they're going to do everything in their power to continue his progression, obviously, but to make it. Remember the Michael Turner effect when Matt Ryan first got came to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're going to try to do with with Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold. Where that's, it's like that's an expensive way to do it. I mean, it's a very expensive sure, way. You got to money do it. to do it. Very go, go ahead. Way. It's flashy. He's going to be a top selling jersey. Him and Beckham Jr. It's yeah, fun. he's he's he's. I feel as if he's your guy that you're going to use to help the progression of your quarterback and helping in a way where everything's going to be offset with the running back, running, running, a pass here. Get Darnold comfortable. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Keep running. Get him comfortable. It's just, you know, we saw that with Ryan and Turner. And any young quarterback, if you ask him, you know, second of having a great blindside uh, offensive lineman, what do you want? 
someone with the ability to take the pressure off of you. Exactly. You can at any point just dump it off to him underneath yep. too. I think that that's, yep. that's huge because Darnold needs that underneath guy. Mm-hmm. He really does. And now that he has him and Crowder, yes, it's the hey. double-edged kind of exactly. attack they didn't have last year. Exactly. So this will be the year that we, we, we will see. I know year three is usually when quarterbacks are supposed to blossom. But it, we're going to see the footsteps more towards this year. Two. It's turning yeah. more towards two lately. Like, like we used to have the league had the patience for three years. Or almost three. Mm. Now it's closer to two, I believe. Or they at least have to see enough in year one to invest properly in for year uh, two so that they're ready to go for year three. I, I, I don't know. It's a it's a complicated formula. You will see and I mean I mean Darnold is this will be it. Well, you yeah. know, the Jets If you don't do it now Exactly. You probably won't get another shot. If you, if, you, if, you don't get, if you don't get Le'Veon in his freshest year, if you don't do something, or at least make some noise and show some progression, because this coming season will be his freshest season. Yeah. Because, you know, he has he took a year off, and he can actually go out there and get his legs the right way. So, if they don't do anything with this, yeah, good luck. I agree with that. Let's move on to the next guy, Landon Collins. One of the first million. few signings. Six years, $84 million. Yeah, that was a Again. Dumb. Again, Gettleman, you idiot. I'm sorry. I, you, I, you know I don't like to rail on, on players, front office, whatever. I don't. I, this is not our show. Our show isn't a platform for us to rail on people and Gettleman's call them stupid. Different. But Gettleman, different. I'm sorry, he needs to have the dunce cap on his head and just be put in the corner. Because this dude, are you serious? Are you, are, are you, you, okay, even if you tell me Landon Collins isn't in your future plans, hey buddy, it's called, a, it's called you live in an analytical Franchise world now. Franchise tag him. Franchise tag him Trans- and trade him, no. or transition tag, and then Something. trade him. Because that 84 million for six years tells me this, the dude held some value. So you could have put him at the, at the safety tag and still walked away with some draft picks. So if you're really, Mr. Gettleman, about trading and rebuilding your team, you missed the boat on this one because that's some draft picks for you. You had some more draft picks to go and go out there and go rebuild your quote-unquote team. You got your real peppers, and that's, obviously that's a Landon Collins replacement. But why wouldn't you tag the guy to... Because you know I don't like the tag, but I'm looking at it from a third party looking in, and it's like, it's still business. Yeah. Like, it's there for you to use. Like, if you don't use it, some, you, you look stupid. To to point out the other side of the argument, though, some would say that it was necessary because they were having to go through this process. And I think this is a self-inflicted process by keeping Eli Manning yeah, at the absolutely. helm there. But you got like, guys if, they're gonna, if they're going to go through this process, Collins and Beckham were going to be not part of the future anyhow. That's that's what I think. I think that, that okay. looking I, I, looking I can, I ahead, you're you're that. looking at it. Why are we wasting time with them now? Let's let's go invest in young talent now and get them all playing time and and not no, not waste the thirty five million combined it's going to take to keep them right. Then then my argument is you don't let the bishop piece off the board without getting something back for it. You don't just let him walk out the door. Yeah, well, maybe they think at pick really seventeen, DK Metcalf is their dude, and he they're can replace him. him I, I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> we don't, we don't know what their plan is. Maybe they're just trying to get another first round piece. Maybe their only goal was to get another first round piece to guarantee that they could trade up to get Kyler Murray. In an, Perhaps. Okay, I'll put wow. this. I'll put hey. this. This is what it is. In an analytical world where everything is being broken down by numbers in the NFL, 
get home and is still out here thinking on 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 what his big toe is telling him. Yeah, so most likely that's, that's exactly how he decided. That you know that's how I look at it. It's like you're yep. you're, you're dealing with statist- statisticians on these teams now, and you're gonna go in emotionally. Every yeah. other team in the league is gonna look at you and laugh. They're gonna be okay. You're the sucker. Well, they you're the one we can go after. And teams, let's go. It's like blood in the water. Oh yeah, sharks are gonna. Absolutely. They're going to start circling. So that was six years, $84 million, really more like a three-year, $45 million mm. dollar deal. Mm. Anthony Barr had a deal with the New York Jets, presumably close to what he ended up signing with the Vikings because the Vikings, at, you know, and this looks bad for the agent. His teams, it, they say that it kills the credibility of the agent when Guy you have a deal flops. in place, but he flip-flops. But it's, it's totally within the Minnesota Vikings' rights to continue to negotiate they now say hey what do they offer you I'll offer you better you let know me, that's totally fine let me ask you this they didn't they, they didn't barricade his door right DeAndre Jordan style yeah. right yeah. as long as they didn't do that they're fine I mean it's it's just kind of like you you can't be upset Minnesota retained I mean, their guy because they were willing to pay what the market was paying him can you blame the guy for not wanting to pack up and leave home He's no, got I friends can't. there. He's got I, people he cares but, about. He knows well, he fits in the in the defensive system. What what I can blame? Who I can blame? Actually, I can't even blame the Jets. They were scorned, like, but they moved on quickly. Yeah, they moved on quickly. It's not like quickly. they're gonna get hurt by it. And for all we know, that freed up the extra couple million that Do they needed to sign. No, Mosley, I think signed oh, first. He but did. but Bell, Bell, yeah, or even other guys. You know, Jamison Crowder. I don't know. Anyway, he uh, Anthony Barr that is signed a deal for five years, sixty-eight million, thirty-three million guaranteed. I'm going to presume that's close to what the Jets offered. Jets could have offered even more than that, probably because yeah, they got the money. Maybe there's a hometown discount that exists here. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on from that one. That's not real free agent news, really. Uh, Zadarius Smith. That's a quick one. That's from the Baltimore Ravens to the Green Bay Packers. I'll let you talk about your four boys years, team. sixty-six million. Really, it's a three-year with a fifty million dollar value, twenty million guaranteed. Not a lot guaranteed. I think that speaks to what the value of this player is. He he got a longer, bigger contract than what it really actually looks like. Yeah, he got a, he got kind of a he got an NFL um, circa five years ago contract. Mm-hmm. Big money, not 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 that much. Guaranteed. You never want to be five years ago when we're speaking about contracts. Nope. So his agent better be looking in the mirror. But Green Bay put out some big money. That's what we I don't was see them yeah, doing that. About them. Oh, that's what you were. Yeah, that's to. your team. That's yeah. that's Rogers. That's your boy. Talk so, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, and I had to, I was corrected on how to, how to say that. I thought it was Amos. Amos. Hey, Amos? Come, come on, man. Amos, is there a U in it? Oh, I'm just asking because I How do you spell I famous Amos is my next question. Anyway, what about John Amos? See, I don't even know who Good that times. is. All right. <laughs> Good times. Good times. <laughs> uh, so, long story short, it's Amos. Cool. Uh, <laughs> They spent big money. I think uh, Spotrac said that they spent just under 180 million dollars in the total value of those of all their contracts, and it's not just those three. There's some other guys that got peppered in there too. Hold on, hold on. That's a lot of money million, for them. Well, it's the guarantee that they have to shell out. Well, I, I can go and find out. I'll, I'll give you ballpark figures because I'm not breaking out Excel for that, that's, something this that's, trivial. That's here. big money. That's a lot of money being thrown out by Zadarius Smith. Twenty million guaranteed. Preston Smith, sixteen million guaranteed. Ooh. Amos, twelve million. Billy Ooh. Turner, nine million. Ooh. Their guarantees were not that high, but it's the overall, overall. length of the contracts. Yeah. They're all four year deals and they're all well. So let me, upper, upper I know, level I, of the market. I know you mentioned this, but 
I mean, we got to think about it again. Was there a town hall meeting when they decided no. to have all this? No. That's, that's why they have a team president, GM, all that stuff. All right, Zadarius Smith, we just uh, did that. Trent Brown, within five minutes, the offensive tackle had a deal in place in the legal tampering period. What is I'm, this? I'm I don't sorry. even know what this is anymore. I'm sorry. There's no, there's, you know, that man was being talked to all weekend. I don't care what anybody tells me. He knew. They knew. Sort of makes me say that Antonio Brown knew that he was going there all along, and his game was, I'm going to tank my value so that the team I'm going to can keep all their first-round picks. I don't, I, I don't know why I'm it's ever you, in a player's interest not to tank his own value. This is an NBA world we're living in now, bro. Right. Like, this yeah, sure, that's that's not very noble or chivalrous, whatever. You're hitting people you, for a living. In this day and age, do they care? No. So Trent Brown, four years, $66 million. He got about... Double what he should have got. Thirty-seven million over the first two years. That's essentially the guarantees in the contract as well. I think. I think. Yikes! I think he needs to send a weekly stipend next year to to Scarnecchia. Scarnecchia. Oh, one. Where you were going with one, that? One. One Patriot place every yeah. single week. All right. A nice little stipend, just to say thank you, Coach. I agree. Because I that. wouldn't get have this contract without you. So. Next guy, we heard all season long that he was going back home to Dallas. Earl yeah. Thomas going back to Dallas. Well, <laughs> turns out Dallas was looking, they thought they could get their dude at a hometown discount when he's never even played there. Because that's Jerry for Jones. Eight to nine million dollars. Jerry Jones' train of thought. You know, everybody wants to play with Eight a star. to nine million dollars. Did you not see Landon Collins just get 14 a year? Did you not see Tyron Matthew get 14 a year? You're going to pay this dude 14 a year if you're going to get him. You're, so. You're, you're posing these questions as if this is not the owner that's still sticking with Jason Garrett. Tone deaf is what he is. I get that it. Whole but this is also this a guy point. that gives out silly money to people that don't deserve it. So Tone deaf? Double standard it. at all? I think so. So he got four years, $55 million in Baltimore, not Dallas. Four years, $55 million. Three years and $43 million is right. really the real so, guarantee so wait, part can, of the contract. Can you give me that number again? They were willing to give him, what, $9 million? Eight to $9 million. Eight to, Okay. So you're telling me... They could have gotten him if they hadn't brought back Jason Witten. Because that three and a half million would have gone to probably close the deal. <laughs> so, it's just sad. Suck on that, Dallas. Sorry. Yeah. And I thought my 49ers had a real chance to get him. But when I heard those numbers, I said, well, you don't want it's it. not going to hurt you if you can keep it to a two-year deal. But four years, 55, starts to look like a problem to me. Yeah. Especially with he's a guy an aging who's guy, his leg exactly. Multiple times. Yeah, it's not just once. This this guy has lost out on significant parts of seasons with significant injuries, and he's thirty on the other side of the mountain. Exactly. So that's a lot of guaranteed money for him. Thirty-two million in guarantees. Quan uh, Alexander. This is a real interesting contract. Mm. So, you followed this guy in college, yes, LSU guy. Yes, I did. He was real speedy. He was the he was the type that when he was drafted four years ago, we weren't really sure if it would ever truly translate. We had mm. just seen Mark Barron kind of move over to the linebacker spot. We saw some box safeties kind of do that dime linebacker role a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. And this was a guy who only weighed in at like two twenty five. He was a speedy guy, four yeah. five forty. He's more of a Dion Buchanan. He's the type. guy that we see getting drafted in today's NFL draft, like Devin White. Yeah, that's him, right? Yeah, that's, same archetype. That's the dude, yeah. that's the Dion Jones. Yeah. That's the archetype. All, all yeah. right. So he tore his ACL last year. We didn't really get to see a whole lot of him. Uh, yeah. From everything that I've heard, um, he's he's a team dude. 
He's he's the locker room guy that you want. Players will, all I, flock I, to him. I will say this: he's another Rosenhaus guy. Like Rosenhaus is killing it, right? Yeah. Now. So this this contract, and and I got to give it to Parag Marath, the uh, finance guy there in San Francisco, always finds a way to make these contracts with guys that have risks really be risk averse. And yeah. in this case. It's a four-year deal worth fifty-four million. That's what it was initially reported. Mm-hmm. What it really is is a one-year deal worth fourteen and a half million. And the rest is rolling guarantees. And the rest is rolling right. guarantees. If he's on the roster at April tenth or whatever next year, he's going to have his second year mostly guaranteed. Which you, is how a lot of these you, go. You might, you, uh, you know, please explain to people who might not know this what a rolling guarantee is because. I'm sure people who are listening, yeah. so, might, they know guaranteed contracts, but they might not know what a rolling guarantee so is. So in a, in a contract, and I'll take everybody back to the Colin Kaepernick contract years ago, back in 2012, or was that 2013? At any rate. It's one of those years. One of those years. Yeah. He signed a contract that was six years, $120 million. That sounded astronomical. Mm. In reality, he was only guaranteed his first year. He was guaranteed his first year of $20 million. Mm-hmm. The next year... His twenty million would be, and I'm using really rounded numbers. Obviously, yeah. they're yeah, fluctuating we, a little bit up and down. Purposes. So imagine every year is twenty million, roughly. Uh, the next year, that twenty million, if he's on the roster, say April 10th, which is after free agency is done, mm-hmm. still before the draft, but after he would have had a chance to speak with other teams to find a new team, they still have a chance to cut him outright for no cap penalty. Mm-hmm. So after we saw that happen, we saw a couple of the other contracts that were very similar. Sometimes that trap door starts at two years, sometimes after one year, sometimes after three. But now it's present in literally almost every single contract. There's a trap door somewhere where it's that sweet spot of when the team can get rid of you for no financial penalty. Whereas before that point, if they let go of you, they're going to have to eat some of that on the books a little Mm -hmm. bit, so to speak. So rolling guarantees are a team-friendly type of way to do it. It also uh, gives the team control of the player during years where there are no guarantees. So this is really what the Steelers did universally with all their players. It's why they're in the position that they were in because mm. Le'Veon Bell didn't want to resign with you because there's no like rolling guarantees is no different than franchise tag. Absolutely. So that Absolutely. that's what that is. Um, we already, well, good explanation. Yeah. We talked about Preston Smith. Um, Juwan James, you want to you want to talk on him since you know he got big money too for his tackle. Yeah, so Juwan James, he's the uh, the second. I kind of felt like he was really more the top tackle for me in the me class, too. but he got second tackle money. Signed with the Denver Broncos for four years, fifty one million, only thirty two million guaranteed. My question is, my question is, real quick. Could Juwan James play left tackle? Sure. So why it's scheme dependent, but sure. Yeah, but so why didn't Oakland go for a guy that was just a year older? And my, well, for by by all tapes purposes, was better until until it's all about and got his hands on Brown. It's all about schemes. It's it's all about what you want to have your guys do, and you know that that a guy like Juwan James is a is a big pass blocker guy. Um, so is Trent Brown. He's a pass blocker in the Patriots system. In the 49ers system, he wasn't a pass blocker because no. he didn't do their pass blocking scheme right, and he didn't have the, the physical it. quickness to do it. The Patriots system is a little bit different. You kind of devise things differently. A lot of pre-snap determination. It, mm-hmm. Just a whole different setup. So a lot of things go into it that Skarnecchia could tell you about that I cannot. 
that makes somebody successful in one offense and not another. Uh, I think he's going to struggle. It's going to. I think that Trent Brown's going to struggle big time, and it's going to look bad. Like I said, Denver won when it yeah. comes to tackles. So, Juwan James, I think that's going to help a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going anywhere anyway in Denver for a little while, but that's... I know you said a few shows back that we're, we're witnessing the downfall of Elway even more so coming, it's coming gonna, down the line. Yeah. So. Unceremonious end is never going to happen, it seems. It should no. soon. So uh, we're getting into into kind of the the lower level dregs of these signings. We're going to kind There's of just breeze through these. Yeah, some yeah. interesting ones. So we're going to just, just fly throw through them. Out. Them. Just throw them out. So Mitch Morris goes from Kansas City to Buffalo. That's going to hurt Kansas City more than it helps Buffalo. I think mm. that having that center there and that offense, it, it hurts to lose him. So I mean, sure, he'll help Buffalo, but Buffalo is a lot further away than just a center from I anything. Think, I think I think people teams obviously do know this value, but I I think the ordinary fan doesn't know just how truly a center is important to the offensive line. He's literally the quarterback's closest connection yeah. to the offensive line. He is, and and he's the one that gets up and, and makes the first read. He's mm-hmm. pointing out who the, who the backers are, who, where the mic is. I mean, obviously the quarterback's going to yell it out too, but if they're not on the same page, well, exactly. that's an indication we need to kind of check ourselves and re- it always made check me nervous. something simple. It always made me nervous watching a team I rooted for, a quarterback I rooted for, when I knew that the center was either new or injured, or the previous center was injured, or they were going into a year with a new center, because there's always that feel period where they have to fill each other up, yeah. because it's mm-hmm. such a such a, it's a different dynamic between the center and the quarterback. No other way to do it other than just doing it. Mm-hmm. So four years, forty-five million for him seems like a lot. You can see why Kansas City couldn't pony up the the yeah. dollars to keep him. So, yeah. whatever they'll they'll produce another one. No, we'll draft one. This one is interesting. Tyrell Williams <laughs> to the Oakland Raiders, another wide receiver. <laughs> How much over, money? Way overpaid. Four years, forty-four million, twenty-two million of that guarantee. Way nice. too much money. I mean, it's it doesn't look like too much money if that's the only wide receiver move you made. But this is, this is him in addition to Antonio Brown. Yes, it's, exactly. So now we're talking no about twenty nine million almost wrapped up in just two players from the same position. Like you don't do that anywhere else, at all. No, you don't. So hey, have at it. It sounds exactly. like have sounds fun. like a difficult way to swing. Well, they they did just release Jordy Nelson, so we got that happening. Yeah, yeah right. That happened earlier today. Roger Saff, uh, Saffold? Yes, sir. Uh, Roger Saffold, I think, is going to be sorely missed in Los Angeles. That's yeah. a team that, you know, Jared Goff relies on yeah. protection. Yeah. <laughs> and that running game has to go for that passing game to work. Especially, yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. Saffold, I, th- I, thought, I, I th- thought that Saffold was the... Not the most. Eh, he was the most. He was the most important part to that offensive line at being guard. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt as if you know McVeigh could scheme with him so it, much. More interestingly enough, guard. I think that if Whitworth had just stayed away and retired, and personally, I think Whitworth is worth more this year, but he's on the verge of retirement. Yeah, yeah. I think had he stayed retired, Saffold might be back. But they don't have the money to move. They around. can't keep both. You know, you can't. And so you got to make some choices. I think. In two, three years, neither of these guys are going to be really part of the plans anyhow. So, whatever, move on. Move on. That's how, that's how the Rams have Especially for $12 million a year, Saffold can move on for that. Mm. So, two free safety Tyron play. Matthew, I've got three years. signing a three-year $42 million deal. He's 14. clearly the Eric Berry replacement, who they promptly released. That was a little bit sad to see. Yeah. 
And I think it was just time. It was, and I really hope he has like a few more years that are, you know, obviously. I mean, father time has gotten him. Injuries have gotten him. I don't think he can beat Eric Berry of old, but I still think that I'd like to see him go to a team and be some sort of impact. Just let him be the D defensive coordinator there. Well, he could be down the <laughs> field. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Well, maybe there'll be an opening soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, injuries, injuries come. Injuries yep. come. He doesn't have to jump on whatever contract is given to him today. So I think he's a nice fit. I think it's going to be hard to really see his impact in the win column. For mm-hmm. that defense, simply because they are losing a lot of talent on defense. Yeah, yeah they are. It, that pass rush helped out the secondary a lot. That was a very young secondary. And so they obviously need a veteran like Matthew, who is versatile and can play a lot of important roles. And he's the matchup guy. Yes. They have they have a guy that plays tight end. You're struggling to figure out how to stop. It's true. He plays well, Matthew. If you're Kansas City, you don't have to worry about how you're going to stop these things. Like certain teams around the NFL, like Dallas, now Kansas City, mm. whoever Earl Thomas plays for, you know, it. Certain guys are erasers. When you have a guy like that, you get to focus on the other parts of the defense, the Polamalu's, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how absolutely. about another guy that has that same kind of idea to him, Lamarcus Joyner, going from the Rams to the Raiders. Uh, it's more it's more money being thrown around in the Bay Area. Really, that's kind of what I look at it. Yeah. It kind of came as a surprise to me. I thought the Rams were going to make a push to keep him, especially when the the bailout. They kept Fowler, though. They did. That was $14 million. Especially yeah. when the bailout is one year, nine and a half right now yeah. for Joyner. Yeah, I was going to bring that up myself, too, because he's got a four-year deal worth $42 million, but it has a potential out at the end of this year for, like you said, just $9 million. So... It's not a lot of risk. I don't know if that was honestly the best offer that was given to him. Maybe not. Nevertheless, moving on. Sheldon Richardson. Mm. Just another drop in the bucket there for Cleveland. That defensive line looks nice. Olivier Vernon. I wish I, Miles I, I, Garrett. I, I, I wish our listeners could see the Anya smile Mata. on my face. I'm just Cleveland. They don't have a first round pick now. Does that, I don't does, care. Does that bother you? Cleveland. I was just having They happy. don't need it. They I'm have plenty happy up until this them. point. I'm happy for them. The things are looking good. They got their quarterback. They have a good running back. I mean, come on, man. I don't even want to talk about him because he's not in a building and he hasn't been forgiven yet and he hasn't he's not ready to be on the field, but what if week 10 through 16 through 17, they have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Callaway, Beckham, and Landry Mayfield on that offense and Njoku. Like, well, we don't want to overstate all the guys. There were some of those guys that are just, there's just not enough to go around. Yeah, so it's obviously those names I all mentioned are going to phase out, but there's so many guys who can ball. Yeah, I mean, like, so like, we'll, uh, we'll see. And, and this is the one thing that I want to point out. If there's anybody, if there's anybody that can screw this up. It's Cleveland. It's the Haslam family. And, and I just want to point out, I want to point out, four years ago, this organization sat in a room. With media members invited, it was a big deal, and they were introducing Sashi Brown and the analytics that were going to take over their team and how they were going to do it and outline the four-year plan, started to execute it exactly how they outlined it. For the first year, the Haslam people start to get a little, you know, a little unsure about things, even though they're still just operating perfectly according to plan, which was made public to the media, stupidly. That's that's your first mistake. And then... They borrowed from Sam Hankey and the they 76ers. Get, they panic and pull the plug two years into the four-year plan. And now 
we have, you know, the next, like, we're in the fourth quarter now. I don't even know how to term these things. It's so confusing. But basically, they can still screw this up. I'm realizing it can something. Happen. I'm realizing something because in my Rolodex of memory, why is it that every time a team, quote unquote, bucks the system and goes analytics in their respective sport, they make a big deal of it before they start? The A's did it. The Sixers did it. Yep. And Cleveland did it as well. Like they talk Even the about Philadelphia it. Eagles did Philadelphia with, Eagles, with yeah. uh, Chip Kelly when he came they in. They did, exactly. They talk more about the analytics before the analytics actually mm-hmm. have a time, uh, have a chance to do what they're supposed to do, which is, it's like a plant. It goes in the ground and it grows. You gotta, you you have to go through some bad parts. when it, If you're going with just analytics, you're going to have some terrible Analytics, seasons. and that's that's why we always say that analytics can confirm what you saw in the film or the film can confirm what you found in the statistics and the data neither of them are good enough all by themselves and obviously the A's are the success story because they they won a World Series from it but right I mean Sixers jury's still out Cleveland it just I mean it started and it, I don't think that this group is more analytics I'm hearing a lot of a lot of what I at this point categorize as irrational discussion about the Cleveland Browns. I know that Vegas is listing them as the third AFC team right now, and I'm not discounting that. That I very just, well might be. Well, I'm just be. chuckling how one trade propelled them to really be Super Bowl favorites coming But I just AFC. want to know. Like, I don't... Like, I mean, I, I root for Cleveland, but what? Do you think anybody, anybody listening, or anybody that's a fan of the Cleveland Browns can sit here and tell you what Freddie Kitchen's coaching, play-calling it's history gonna look like- is? It's non-existent. Exactly. Like, he's a good guy, but he called plays for seven games last year. It's not exactly a filled resume when you're, you know, managing this kind of talent. Yeah. That many egos. Absolutely. Yeah, this many mouths to feed. Like, no, it's going to be they different. Have a, they have a ton of talent. I don't think that all of the talent that's on their team is going to stick around either. I think that there's just not quite enough space. Mm. But they're going to find what they like best, and they'll shed the rest. Mm. So... We'll see. I'm going to project that they probably win the division this year simply because I don't think the Ravens are ready to do it and their defense is going to take a step back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, last thing I want to point out, uh, two Ravens points on that. Mark Ingram, he's the uh, he's the new running back there for the Ravens. Perfect compliment. <laughs> it's a great you compliment. You agree? We don't need yes. to cover a contract or anything like it's that. It's a good compliment. I the other like Ravens that. thought, Terrell Suggs. I'm disappointed. I was really hoping he retire a Raven. I was hoping that yeah. they were going to keep him. They were on year six, 17, going on year 17. It's like, come on. He's made it this far. Just give him what he wants and just give him his two years and just get a call I and agree. a wrap. I agree with like, that. You have $60 million in, in free cap. You have, you have Lamar Jackson on a rookie deal. This is for your locker room. What are you doing? I agree with that. So, free agency is not done yet. We will be covering this as it happens. Um, Honorable mention. My guy went to your team, Tevin Coleman. That was a good deal, too. It was a good deal for you guys. Two years, eight and a half million, actually. It's it's, it's nothing. Dropping a bucket. Highway robbery. It really is. Well, I mean, obviously he's on a... He's probably going the mentality of, this is a prove me deal. I'm going to play out the the first year, and then we can start talking about extension in year yeah. two. And he knows that, that the two running backs in front of him are made of glass. So yep. he's going to get plenty he's of opportunity to be showcased. Yeah, and, 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 and let's not forget, this this one player was unequivocally 
Shanahan's guy when he I was know. in Atlanta. Like he that was him. his he hand yeah, he went to the coach, he went to manager and said, If you don't listen to me for anything, I know I'm not the GM, but Mr. Dimitrov, please go get this kid out of Indiana. I yep. want this kid. So a lot of untapped potential with yes. that player and not a lot of tread. And he looked so good when tires. Shanahan was there. He looked yeah. great when Shanahan was there. And then he dropped, he dipped when Sarkeesian was his coordinator. Which he had some injuries too. He did. He might have still looked good. Huh? He might have still looked good, but I think he looks better in the Shanahan system. He for does, sure. and Shanahan's gonna make him look good. So yeah. it's gonna be you guys are definitely highway robbery, two years, eight and a half. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. We kept it just to about an hour. Nice. Um We'll be back in another week. Till next time, we're out. See you guys later.